Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley McManus, Senior Director of Global Marketing at SmartEye. Welcome to the Human-Centric AI Podcast, where each episode we interview thought leaders doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us. For over 20 years, SmartEye has developed AI in the form of eye-tracking technology that understands, supports, and predicts a person's intentions and actions. By carefully studying eye, facial, and head movement, Our technology can draw conclusions about a person's awareness and mental state. Our eye tracking technology is providing new insights for research within aerospace, aviation, neuroscience, and more. Today's episode features guest Dr. Tara Akaban, Global Innovation and Ecosystems Director at Forvia. Dr. Akaban is an award-winning technology entrepreneur with almost over 15 years of experience in leadership and product strategy. She is the founder, president, and CEO of Faricia, a groundbreaking company in the field of perceptual display image processing for both consumer and automotive markets. Faricia was acquired by Faricia Forbia in 2020, where Tara now serves as the Global Innovation and Ecosystems Director, overseeing startups internally and externally, as well as leading the central innovation team. She holds a PhD in image processing and computer vision and actively contributes to industry committees such as CIE and SID. In our conversation, Dr. Akva unveils the fascinating journey from her Vienna PhD to pioneering human-centric mobility, teasing exclusive details about Forvia's CES 2024 presence, and sharing insights on the impactful intersection of emotion AI and innovative automotive technologies. Let's listen in to learn more. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. With me today, I have Dr. Tara Akaban, Global Innovation and Ecosystems Director at Forvia. Tara, thank you so much for making the time to speak with me today. Thank you very much for having me, Ashley. Looking forward to an amazing chat. Yes, definitely. Okay. So tell us more about about your background, particularly um, your PhD research in Vienna and how it led to founding your own company. Absolutely. Uh, so as you said, my name is Tara Hakavan. I um, I did my bachelor's in computer engineering, software engineering, master's in AI. I worked for four years as a project and product manager in a telecommunication company. And, and then I did my PhD in image processing and computer vision. Uh, while I was a PhD student in Vienna University of Technology, uh, or Technology University of Vienna, depending on how you translate the German name to English. Um, as I was uh, doing my PhD, uh, I met uh, my first investor, someone who became my first investor in a conference in Greece. And uh, I was pitching an idea, uh, which was a very vague, vague, vague a version, <laughs> a very early stage version Big of uh, what exactly what happened to be after so many pivots uh, iris tech um which is the company i founded so um i was second year phd student i pitched in a conference and a wake idea um i got over the coffee break a chat with uh, with a gentleman who became my uh, my investor and suggested that i should move from vienna to montreal in canada to start a company Mm-hmm. Uh, I took the leap of faith uh, and moved, continued my PhD then from there um, and uh, and started a company uh, which was pretty close to the topic I was uh, studying, which was high dynamic range 3D displays. Um, so then the notion of my company was to make perceptual displays to make sure that their displays are 
uh, as close as possible to what we see in real world. Um, nice. And so there, there was a correlation between what I studied, the person I met at the conference that I was attending, and then the, the company that I started. Nice. Yeah, so I'd love to learn more about, um, you know, your role at Aforvia, your team, what vision you have, and I don't know if you're able to share a little bit about what you're currently working on. Absolutely, we can share a bit. Uh, so we have a very global team right now. So Forvia is, is uh, the seventh tier one in automotive. Uh, we have a uh, 160,000 employees in 40 plus countries all around the world. Um, I have a global team. Um, I have a team which is located in six regions. Um, we have uh, members in China, in Japan, uh, in Paris, uh, Scotland, Sweden, and Montreal in Canada. Uh, we, our purpose is to combine passion and purpose uh, and bring uh, differentiating um, unique selling points um, into mobility, the mobility that matters to people. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's the, the ending part that matters to people is something that we really believe in, in Forvia. Mm -hmm. um, and within the electronics uh, business group that I'm part of and I'm running the innovation for, uh, we really focus on making sure that every um, product uh, that we built um, is actually adding value, of course, to the OEM, but also to the end user. Okay. And I think you might have touched on this a little bit, but I was wondering if you could provide some some examples of innovative products or technologies that you've introduced to the market and their impact on, you know, either industry or customers. Absolutely. Uh, we we started um, the the new branding for our innovation team uh, starting from, from CES 2024 this year uh, as IQ and EQ in motion uh, to blend brilliance of IQ and warmth of EQ to influence mm -hmm. next generation of mobility. And that's where our collaboration actually with, uh, with SmartEye comes into place as well. And I think we will talk about that later. But under the umbrella of IQ and EQ in motion, meaning of course we, we wanna focus on safety, but we wanna also focus on perception. We wanna focus on a right hand of the brain, but also the left hand of the brain. Um, mm -hmm. We have um, a few, uh, new innovative uh, products that won uh, the CES Innovation Award this year, uh, namely oh. three of them. I can maybe talk about them a bit. Uh, one is what uh, we call our Skyline, Im Skyline Immersive Display. Uh, so on this one, we have a system approach. So we have hardware and software uh, that brings a pillar-to-pillar -pillar, um, display in close to the to the dashboard, close to the windshield, uh, outside of the dashboard, uh, that will help on the safety side. Um, it helps you not to take your eyes off the road to look at your screen because the screen is very in line with the uh, with the road that you're looking at. Um, and then on the on the perceptual sides uh, to to make it more humanistic, the whole UX of it is designed by us, uh, and it's very much connected into the cockpit, into the moods of the passengers, um, into what they need to be presented. The display, uh, the pillar to pillar display is actually run um, as you need it within mm -hmm. the different pieces of the display and screen. So you don't have it always on to, to consume a lot of energy and also be distracted. But as you need to, the different parts are gonna get activated. Uh, so this is one of the innovation topics um, that we are introducing in 2024. The second one is what we call eMirror Safe UX. So it's a software platform we have 
on our electronic mirror uh, products. Uh, this one brings uh, so many safety features um, as as a software on top of a hardware, which is already unique and innovative um, into the market. Uh, if I want to mention a few of them is you can have object detection as, as always uh, available, but um, during harsh weather conditions and poor lighting conditions, like at night, during rain, during fog and snow, you cannot see whether you have a real mirror or electric mirror, you cannot see um, mm -hmm. the content pretty well. And then we have, um, particular cutting edge image processing techniques, uh, plus some augmented reality that would make the objects very popping out very quickly and visibly for the machine and for the end user, for the for the human, which is driving the car. Uh, and we have a technique that also is uh, removing the blind spot from the electric mirror that uh, these were also awarded a CES award. Um, the third one is a bit of a hardware approach, so I will skip that one until you ask, unless you ask me more questions. But uh, I don't want to spend all the time on on advertising for our awards. But I want to yeah. use this platform to also show how proud we are uh, for this year with uh, with all the uh, human centric uh, innovations that we have uh, we have introduced. Absolutely, and I think maybe maybe in this next question we can we can dive a little deeper. So I know we've talked a little bit about you know your exciting presence at CES and the award. Um, so just giving you the chance to maybe expand on that a little bit. So what what we know some details might be confidential if you've got announcements coming up, but maybe you can offer a little bit of a teaser as to what people can expect to look at or check out, and maybe any other exciting projects that you have on the horizon. Absolutely. So we will have, uh, like last year, like 2023, we will have a, a big 4VIA booth at the Central Plaza uh, 3. Um, we have, uh, I think, over 20 demonstrations uh, from six different business groups. Um, three of them are the ones that uh, my team has been focused on uh, mainly. Um, I revealed a little bit while I was talking about the awards. Yeah. So those are the yeah. ones, of course, that we are going to show. Uh, we have a unique um, light tile um, invention that uh, is in one of the startups that we uh, that acquired a few years ago um, that would um, let us have different densities of LEDs uh, in a flexible manner um, and with a, with a very thin thickness um, that we will also showcase that one. It has a lot of use cases for internal and external lighting uh, in the car. So we'll have a very exciting, very interesting um, user experience that we are providing uh, for our users this year. You know, it's less of a using, uh, showcasing of the technologies, but it's more of a showcasing of the experience of the of the end user this year mm, with the focus, as I said, on, on IQ and EQ in motion. So yeah. we believe that, of course, the, the safety is key in the car, um, but we also need to go one step further, which is making uh, everything as fun as... Uh, smart and as connected to the end user, uh, as we call it, perceptual. Okay. So I know that, again, you mentioned that uh, Forbia is committed to creating human-centric mobility. Um, can you elaborate on, you know, what exactly IQ and EQ in motion looks like in the vehicles that, that you're building today? Sure. Um, 
there is the, um, you know, there, there are some discussions and there are trends in the market on uh, empathetic car, a car that understands you better, a car can, can um, recognize your emotions, the car that can uh, do something with that emotion. So with, with our partnership with SmartEye, um, that is my original contact point uh, to you. Uh, we we partnered, of course, on on multiple different products. We have been in production together. On uh, we have we have uh, won an award um, on on DMS. But uh, if I, I skip that one and I focus a bit more on IQ and EQ in motion, um, in motion, here is where with partners like SmartEye, we can you help to recognize the emotion. Uh, through your SDK. And what we can do is we have the knowledge of the cockpit. So we can recognize that emotion and then build use cases on top of it. Mm. Um, a few examples that I can give without revealing too much is if you're stressed, then what can be done in the cockpit to calm you down? If you're happy, what can be done to maintain your happiness? Um, if one of the passengers needs something and needs a, a different mood, what can be done within the cockpit using all the sensors and actuators to, to provide a more soothing environment uh, or perceptual environment for the, for the passengers? So that's what we, with your partnership, can take it to the next step. Because Forvia is one of the probably unique suppliers in, in the market that um, understands the whole cockpit. So we are not only suppliers of display or camera or electronics, but we are also a very big in interior. We are very big in lighting. We are very big in seating. Uh, so we have the uniqueness that we can provide and we can bring all of those together uh, to make the best user experience. Yeah, absolutely. And then speaking of the user, so going a little bit deeper on them, it, who do you see as the primary user of this this type of technology? And I don't know if you have any comments on like societal challenges that need to be overcome in order to achieve this this really cool future, you know, scenario or vision or the interior of the car that you've outlined. The, the short answer is everybody. Everybody who uses their car uh, now becomes, because our cars are becoming second home, yeah. uh, working place, uh, in transit. The more uh, you look at it in, in different countries, uh, in Shanghai, for example, uh, some of our colleagues did, did the research and they, they stayed there in a parking for 10 days uh, and interviewed people who are using their cars and it's interesting how in busy and crowded um, places, cars are being used not only as workplace or, or as, as uh, commute, but also uh, as somewhere to cool down during lunch, to have your lunch in a quiet place, as somewhere to have deeper conversations with a colleague, with privacy. So there are so yeah. many new use cases of the cars um, if you look at the future. And that's where I believe um, the new generation, for sure, is is uh, is a generation which is more connected. Uh, right? Yeah. They are more used to uh, using apps, connecting the services to each other. Um, so, of course, I would say the the younger generation uh, is someone who should be more at ease using these uh, innovative pieces. But I believe, like everything else, like like what happened with smartphones, it will then cascade to to a uh, maybe older generations of the cars as well. But the more you look at generally a car as a second, third, and fourth 
space uh, to be used, then there is so much room for, for innovation cool. in that context. Nice. So, and I, I'm always fascinated with um, people who have, you know, innovation and in their job titles. So I was, I was curious to, to learn from you, how, how do you stay ahead of the curve, you know, in rapidly evolving technology fields, you know, given your, you know, extensive expertise in, in product strategy and innovation, um, how do you, how do you approach that or think about it? Um, by surrounding myself with smart people. So that's usually the, the easy answer. Yes, uh, it's not very easy, right? Because uh, nobody has the has the uh, the way to really predict the future. We can only try to, of course, be informed on what's happening. What are the needs? I think running a lot of user experience and user studies and getting closer and in touch with users and users is is very is a big um, part of this. Um, of course, having a teams of multidisciplinary experts. I think you cannot be ahead of any curve if you're only looking at computer vision only looking at software, only looking at hardware, only looking at physiology. But when you bring a multidisciplinary team, it's very difficult to get them to talk to each other because sometimes they really don't understand each other's language. But the moment that's done, then the fruitation happens. So I, I, I would say for me, it's very important to have a diverse team, diverse in terms of skill set, nationality, uh, background, gender, as diverse as possible, because that's when most of these difficult discussions, the challenging each other's ideas happen. And the sooner you have those, the, the faster you can move forward. Very cool. So what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to launch and scale innovative products or startups? Uh, advice, two advices. One is product market fit. Okay. First, first exercise, do it 100 times a day if possible. Make sure what you're thinking is aligned with the need. Uh, there is not enough amount of times that you can do that. Um, so make sure it's part of the culture of the team. Having one person in charge of it, like big corporations to have a marketing guy is not enough. Like it should be in the DNA of a startup to make sure that what we are building is, is what the market needs. And the second one um, is what I would do differently if I go back in time. Oh, yes. Which is, I, absolutely. I would, I would stress less. So, you know, there is odds yeah. are against startups, odds are against innovation. So these are fields that, the high risk, high reward, but then there is a lot of risk that you will also not make it. Um, so I would say uh, focus, stress less, and then do your homework. Uh, I, I believe it will pay off. Um, but in, in highly stressful environments, it's very difficult to also make sure that you detach yourself from all the stats and all the, um, uh, yeah, I would say all the stats which are against you. So I would stress less if I go back in time. I know we've, we've covered a lot of ground here today, but I'm curious if there's one takeaway that you want listeners to have from our conversation, what would it be? One takeaway, um, we touched point a little bit on the, on the stress point, point but um, uh, you know, uh, again, this is maybe another one that I would like to add and it's not something we talked sure. about so far. Mm -hmm. But I used to, um, Doubt my gut feel. 
Okay. The gut feeling, I used to doubt it because, you know, it's just a feeling and I'm a very rational person and I, I have a PhD. I need to rationalize and my logic needs to get to a point. It took me some time to realize my gut feel is my trained system. So if I trust AI and Gen AI, I should trust my gut feel because it's a black box. So yeah. I don't know exactly how it's getting to that conclusion, but it's based on all the experience and it's all based on all the data that it has collected uh, my, my brain and my gut over, over years. So I'm actually starting to trust my, my gut feelings uh, way more. Mm-hmm. And I would like this to be the takeaway of the of the podcast because everything else we discussed in terms of innovation, um, going against the odds, uh, sometimes swimming against the against uh, what everybody else wants to do, um, it really requires following that gut feel and and believing in that. Uh, and it's not so easy, but uh, I think that that's something I would like for this Does the, the gut- listeners to stick to them. Does the gut lift in your left or right side of the brain, or is it more in your stomach? Interesting, because it's supposed to be on the left side, right? It's supposed to be an emotion, okay. but I believe it's actually based on the logic. I believe it's the right side who collected a lot of data okay. and experience and then processed it like like an AI, like a, like a machine learning system. And okay. then a new data comes in, and then you shortcut to the answer. You don't know how this black box and AI is working, but but you get an answer. So I would say both. It's actually the right hand, left hand. Therefore, EQ and IQ in motion. There you go. Just bringing it all together. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so one fun question that we like to ask all of our, our automotive guests, if if your car could do one thing in the future to make your life a little bit easier, what would it be? Very good one. Um, you know, we talked about emotion detection, emotion recognition, a smarter car who understands my emotion. If my car could understand my daughter's emotion and then oh. suggest how to entertain her, I would love that. I would love <laughs> yes. my daughter to be constantly entertained and stimulated uh, in the car um, to make my life easier. Yes, that would make a lot of our lives easier, I believe. Yes, <laughs> a great absolutely. answer. All right. Well, that that's so great. That was all I have for you today, Tara. Once again, thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and, and fascinating stuff. I learned a lot today. Thank you, Ashley. It was great talking to you. It was such a pleasure speaking with Tara. I found her super engaging and really love the behind the scenes look at the pioneering technology that is driving the future of in-vehicle experiences. I also encourage you to check out our TED Talk that was linked in the show notes, as well as look out for some of the exciting news Forbia just announced this week at CES 2024. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our human-centric AI podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We are also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to share any feedback you have on the show. And don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.